Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini-sode. It's me, it's your boy, Papa Scotch, and I'm back for another episode about my video gaming history, I guess. I did an NES one you can go listen to. I did one about my arcade history, which, to be fair, was a little bit, you know, less than. So I didn't have as much info for the arcade one. But I'm back with one of the consoles that is near and dear to my heart. You've already seen it in the title. It is my memories about the Sega Genesis. I know that there's multiple Sega versions. There's the Master System, which I don't acknowledge there's also a 32x a sega cd there when someone says sega they mean genesis uh i've seen like i personally i collect sega games i love sega games i could spend all goddamn day talking about sega games i'm just going to though cut this to the most i guess my best memories of sega games and my most influential ones that i played but i mean i again i could this could be nine volumes long of just me talking about sega games because I fucking love them. So, before I even get into it, go to PlottyTime.com. It's our eBay storefront. Buy some shit. Come on. Don't do it. Buy shit. Do it. All right. Now you bought a shirt or whatever. Uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about my Sega games. It's all going to start... Uh, the, the, I went through this thing. I don't know exactly how to explain it. But I wasn't an avid and... and I wasn't a huge gamer... All of my life. I definitely went through phases. It has been much more consistent, I'd say, in the last 10 years. But up until then, I went through phases where I just didn't play anything. Like, I just, I, lo I didn't lose interest in games, but I was just done with it. And I got bored. I think maybe some people on the podcast were kind of doing that and looking at you, Chomps. But when I, we had a Nintendo forever. I remember the Sega coming out and us just not having, like, the money for it. Like, it's just... We weren't a rich family. We weren't poor. We were middle class. We were fine. You know, for Christmas, we got some nice stuff. But we weren't like the rich family that anytime you wanted something, the parents went out and bought it. You know, that's we weren't privileged like that. What we did, I remember, I, I don't remember exactly when I got my Sega. I remember getting it. And then I remember only having Sonic. And we played the shit out of it as a family. And I, I kept playing it. Other people, my sisters kind of did. But I played a lot of it. And eventually I just got bored with it because you're just running, running, jumping. And I, I got to points where I couldn't get past levels. Uh, I don't know if you guys realize this, but Sonic the Hedgehog, the game, is way harder than I remember it being. It is difficult. So with, there was a lot of that, but I remember very shortly after I got a game that I'm just going to say it. It changed my life. It changed my life completely. To give you some context, this had to be around the same time. But the movie The Mighty Ducks came out. I knew hockey existed. I knew it was one of the major sports in the U.S. I didn't know much about it at all. My parents took me to see The Mighty Ducks because it was a kid's movie. And I fell in love with the game of hockey right there, which I'm sure there's so many people my age that said that exact same thing. But if you remember, the movie The Mighty Ducks came out and there wasn't a team yet 
called the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. It didn't exist. So, that, I mean, it'd be years later until that team actually came out. But I, I had to pick a team. That's I ended up picking the Rangers because they were local TV to what where we lived so I could watch all their games. So, yeah, that's how my Rangers found it. But the point I'm getting at is I fell in love with hockey, and then the first Sega game I bought with my own money, my saved-up allowance, was NHL PA Hockey 93, which I wouldn't learn till whoa, years later that it was called NHL PA Hockey 93 because they had a contract with the NHL Players Association, not with the NHL. So they could use the players' names and likenesses and pictures, but they couldn't use the team names. So every team was ba- was just called by its city, and then it had the team's color scheme. So Gret- Wayne Gretzky was in the game, and he played for Los Angeles that wore black and white and silver, but they weren't the Kings. You dig? And I, I mean, nowadays, if that game came out, I might not even play it because it's not even close to reality. And... Uh, this also is going to come into... I could probably just do this episode in NHLPA Hockey 93. But, may, no. You know what? I'll save this story because there's going to be a chill episode. Like, it has to happen, right? This was the genesis huh, of me loving the NHL franchise and reality as I saw it in games. And if this all will eventually get to why I hate turn-based combat. But I'm going to save that. So, basically... I'm just going to say, I played a lot of NHLPA Hockey 93. A lot. A lot. I learned a lot of players and who they were. I remember playing as Cam Neely, Gretzky, the fucking Chicago Blackhawks, Steve Larmer. Was it? Oh, my God. There's so many. I'll, okay. No. 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 And then I'll, I'll get into it in another one. So the other game, I remember playing that, and I remember getting very soon after that two games that were in the public conscious that were huge. NBA Jam Tournament Edition, because I don't remember getting the original NBA Jam. I remember one of my friends had NBA Jam, the original one for SNES, but I had NBA Jam Tournament Edition. I remember throwing in all the codes so you could play as like the Beastie Boys or Bill Clinton. Man, that game was wild. I mean, still to this day, like people reference it all the time and say, oh, you're on fire from downtown. He's on fire. That's what it is. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times I went to the hole hard to do a massive dunk, and the dude just laid it up. Happened all the time. Uh, now, I, I believe that was in the arcade first, NBA Jam was, but I remember playing it as Sega as Tournament Edition, and I played the living fuck out of that game. I think I won the tournament as every single team. The other game I played a lot of that I remember very fondly was Mortal Kombat 2. I played... I want to say right before Mortal Kombat 2 came to Sega Genesis, I played Mortal Kombat 1, but I don't really remember. I made friends with someone who I'm still friends with today who had NHL Hockey, the original one, so the one before NHL PA Hockey 93, and they had Mortal Kombat before Mortal Kombat 2. I personally remember playing 93 and Mortal Kombat 2 a lot more than Mortal Kombat 1 and the original NHL Hockey, but I, I know I did play both of them. Uh, Mortal Kombat, I mean, what's there to say? It's fucking Mortal Kombat. Like, you're in or you're not. It was, it's definitely not one of the first fighting games, but it's, it's iconic in every single way. I mean, Scorpion, get over here. Finish him. I mean, 
It's great. It's great stuff. If you haven't played a Mortal Kombat game, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay? I do also remember, and I, you know, it's okay if you didn't play a Mortal Kombat game. We'll, we'll still be friends. But they're great. They're still great to this day. Go play them. But I do remember uh, my sister getting a couple games that I don't know how she did it because they were both very hard. She got Echo the Dolphin, and she played that a lot. And then she also played The Lion King. And for those of you that are into Sega games or have played these or remember them, those games are both really fucking hard. Like, those are hard games. I don't remember if she ever beat Echo the Dolphin, but I remember her getting very far. We recently discussed it on the podcast for a special episode. It's going to come out eventually. But I, I just... So many hours of me just sitting there watching her playing that game, just fucking waiting for my turn to play hockey or something else. I re- I didn't play much of Echo. I didn't play much of Lion King. But she crushed those games pretty hard. And I just remember them being so difficult. Uh, the other games I want to talk about. What other formative games? Definitely Earthworm Jim is up there. I remember Earthworm Jim looking beautiful. And it was... I mean... There were some Sega games that were fucking weird. A couple of them... I'm not going to get into on purpose because we do talk about them later. I don't know when that episode's coming out. Probably end of the year or if we miss a week. But we did recently maybe have a conversation about something. And we might do another one. I don't know. We had a great time. But that was like the first generation where Nintendo basically, when the, when Nintendo came out and I was into Nintendo or when I was into playing arcade games as much as like I could, uh, those were days when I didn't have money. Like, I, as a child, I didn't have money. I had, like, a dollar allowance. How the fuck are you going to buy a game with a dollar allowance? So, as I got older, as I started doing chores, as I started reselling games at f- those scumbags GameStop and EB, I remember having money to buy my own games. Like, this was... The Sega generation was the first generation I remember making enough money to walk into a store by myself, say, I want that, and they gave me a game. That was wild to me that I could just give them money and I had a game. And if I had more money, I could get more games. But it was still a situation where it's like getting $30 to buy a game was a feat considering like your weekly allowance was maybe five bucks. So you had to wait six weeks, not spend any money on candy or any of that cool shit and just squirrel it away to, for, to get a game. But to the point I'm getting at is that was definitely the first generation of games where I had my own money that I could spend on whatever I wanted, and I bought plenty of Sega games. And Earthworm Jim, uh, there's a couple other ones that I'm not going to talk about, but there are definitely some weird fucking Sega games. Really weird. This was also a time where I had my own money and I could go down and rent games myself towards like the later end of the Sega generation. So I would go down and rent games for like two, three days, play them, send them back. And it, it over the years, it's gotten very hazy of what Sega games I actually owned. I mean, there were definitely a couple. I remember, like I said, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, Sonic, NHLPA Hockey 93. There were definitely a handful. I know I own, I know I owned 94 when it came out. And the, like... Usually what would happen is at the end of the generation, like when I got a PlayStation 1, I had all these Sega games lying around and maybe someone I knew or someone I was a friend with uh, didn't have a PlayStation yet. So I'd just lend them my Sega games and be like, yeah, give them back whenever and just forget about them. So God knows 
what that economy was like, just selling, buying, selling, trading, sending games around. Who who knows? But the formative games I played, the the ones that really changed me, really, you know, added to it, Rainbow Jam Tournament Edition, Mortal Kombat 2, and obviously Comic Zone, which is an amazing game. I'm not going to get into it too much, but it was so fucking beautiful. It was so cool. You were basically a character who was busting through panels in a comic book, and I, I won't get into it too much because maybe we talk about it. So if you haven't checked it out, like just YouTube, a couple of videos of Comic Zone, it was way ahead of its time, way ahead. That being said, the other ones I definitely remember having and playing were Joe Madden Football, and I remember having that because he was on the Chiefs, and that was my team back then. Well, it still is, unfortunately, and fortunately lately. But for like 25 years, it was not cool to be a Chiefs fan. I also remember playing the Madden games and the NCAA games at this point, too, because I was, as a kid, I was really into sports and following sports because it's something you could do to connect with adults, and it was like, like no adult will ever tell you you can't be interested in that, or that's too that's too old for you. Like, you could just go root for a sports team, watch a sports game, and it was fine. So, definitely, a lot of the Madden games with the, uh, you you'd, you'd hit a button, You'd hit a button to, to take the snap, and as a quarterback, you'd drop back, and there'd just be three panels on the top of the screen. Like, you didn't see downfield like you do now with Madden games. These three panels just popped up, and then you'd hit a button to correlate the receiver and hope you don't get picked off. But I remember that being, like, amazing to me, that this is how far football has come. You're like, holy shit. This is amazing. And uh, I... I I played a lot of Madden and NCAA or Bill Walsh college football. I think I played Bill Walsh college football, but I was more of the NCAA crowd. And there's so many hours, so many hours playing people, losing to people, beating people, getting people to cry about it. Great times. And then I definitely remember uh, a neighbor had Terminator two and we would play it with the menacer. And, I remember going over and being like, you the master YouTuber, can we play? And they're like, dude, it's kind of a pain in the ass to set up. There's this whole thing that goes around your TV. It's kind of lame. And then me being like, no, we got to do it, we got to do it. They're like, fine. And then we ended up playing it. And it was awesome. It was a light gun game on a CRT TV. It was fucking dope. It was really dope. And I remember playing in the arcade I just talked about, but on Sega, it was just as fun. And then it turns out that there was like four games for the Menacer and the rest of them sucked, which is a bummer. But it is what it is. Uh, Ultimately, too, I remember that's how we got the Power Glove. Well, I remember renting the Power Glove because one of the local rental places had it. And you could rent the Power Glove and all the accessories and shit and play with it. And I remember playing Mike Tyson. I think it was Mike Tyson's Punch-Out with it. And it was so fucking hard and unresponsive. It was such a bad peripheral. But it was so badass because it was in that movie The Wizard. Which, as we all know, Fred Savage starring, amazing movie. Go check out The Wizard if you haven't. They play a lot of Nintendo games. It was very nostalgic for me. But what other Sega games did I play? Man, the football. Oh, I remember. I I was looking at my notes. I completely forgot to write this down. But two games, Mutant League Football, Mutant League Hockey. Because when you get bored with playing regular hockey, now you get to play the Mutant version. What is... Mutant League Hockey, you ask? Or 
Mutant League football. Basically, what EA did was they took the bones of the hockey franchise or they took the bones of the Madden franchise, added monsters, made it super violent, and there were traps everywhere, and then they let you loose and said, go have fun. I remember playing Mutant League Hockey. I never owned it. I, I do own it now as an adult, and dude, you're paying out of the fucking ear for that game. I'll tell you that right now. But I remember having it. Or I remember renting it as a kid. I wish I would have picked it up back then. I never did. But you would be playing the like the hockey version. You'd be skating down the ice, and there'd just be a hole in the ice, and you fall through it. Your, guy, your dude just dies. And you have a certain number of people that if they get dismembered or die, uh, the game's just over, and you lost because all your players are dead. Same with Mutant League Football. And the the game, like, I can't believe that EA hasn't thought to make this an expansion. I would pay full price right now for a game that was, like, the spirit of Mutant League football, but just on, like, the NHL 21 engine. Fuck yeah, I would. Fuck yes. I can't believe EA hasn't thought to do this since Mutant League football or Mutant League hockey. Those are the only two games that ever existed in that universe. None of them ever came out. They are so fondly remembered. Get, get on it, EA. What the fuck? I will absolutely pay for that. Uh, if I had the money, I'd just make it myself. It'd be dope. Uh, then there's also uh, a couple other games that I really played, I enjoyed. Maybe didn't get as much time or, or love out of it, like uh, Toe Jam and Earl and Toe Jam and Earl 2 were both fun. Return to Funkatron. Was it Return to Funkatron? I'm pretty sure it was. Those were both great. Loved playing those. Played those like co-op with my sisters. They were so much fun. And uh, the the Streets of Rage games were great. They were fantastic. A lot of beat-em-ups, too. Like, uh, I think Battletoads vs. Double Dragon was on Sega. I don't remember that one. No, Panic in Funkatron. That was the name of the game. It was a return to Funkatron. That was Toe Jam and Earl 2. But what else did I play? I remember playing baseball games. RBI Baseball 94 was a big one. I think that's the only real... There was another MLB Baseball one, I don't remember. But RBI Baseball 94 was great. I remember playing that. Uh, I also got in on Bimini Run. I mean, how many boat racing games are there where you're shooting stuff, right? That was great. Uh, Beavis and Butthead I remember playing, but not really loving it. I remember there being a new-ish Tecmo Super Bowl for Sega, which had like eight plays instead of like four so that was awesome. I mean, there's just, there's so many great Sega games. I could do another one. I mean, Strider's out there. I didn't even talk about Golden Axe. Terminator, the original one, was also good. There's so many. Maybe, you know, maybe down the road, maybe I'll do another another Sega episode. Who knows? And then we could finally, finally have a conversation about Alien 3. No, I'm kidding. I don't remember anything about that game, but I remember it not being great. But uh, yeah, send us an email. Tell us about what Sega games. Let, comment down here on YouTube. Get in here. Send us an email at plottytime at gmail.com. We have a 100% guaranteed response rate. Not as good on Instagram or Twitter, but we're going to try. You can reach us on those at plottytime. You can also go to YouTube. Like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. And like I said earlier, go to plottytime.com. Get some merch. Hook us up. That does it for me today. So get out there. Play some games, enjoy a, a retro console, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace.